You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more, check out LaughFactory.com. And to find funny clips, go to YouTube.com slash The Laugh Factory. How you guys doing, everybody? It's Maya DiGiorgio. I am at Laugh Factory, and I'm so excited right now. Um, I am here with with Matt Lewis as we have been building this fantastic podcast. Um, I don't know if it's fantastic, but you guys can tell me it's fantastic. I'm feeling like it's fantastic because I haven't had a good time in a long time, which is strange because I'm in the comedy business, right? So you think because I'm in the comedy business that I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm having a great time. That's what people think of comedians. However, when you get in the business, you're like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> you know, there was a point where I was like, oh my god, I made it to the chicken wing spot, you know, and um, and then 20 years later, I'm like, oh my. God, I made it to the chicken wing spot. And sometimes you just get to the point where you're like, man, I love chicken wings and your chicken wings are delicious. But, um, you know, you know, sometimes you just got to move on from that. Um, but, uh, like I said, it's been an interesting day today. It is a rainy day in Los Angeles, which is really funny because I'm a New Yorker. It's a rainy day 80% of the time. I don't know when New York turned into Seattle, but it turned into Seattle. And so it's rainy. 80% 80% of the time, Matt. And um yeah. and but we know how to drive in that. We know how to drive in the rain, we know how to drive in the snow, we know mm-hmm. how to drive in the ice, you know. They shut down Los Angeles when it rains. People are traumatized. <laughs> it's a sprinkle. It's a sprinkle. It's mild. Do you know what I'm it's saying? so mild. My dog yeah. went for a walk. He's got like two inch legs yeah. and he came in with like just like one wet paw. <laughs> and and people are like, Oh my god, I wanna die. The traffic, I'm sliding all over the place. What am I gonna do? They have no sense of reality in this place <laughs> really no it's like i went to best buy to buy something and the woman's like oh you know i it's so it's so hard being at work with the weather like this you know i think i just need to go home i need to go home i'm like for what you you know they can't handle they can't handle anything in this in this place i know mm-hmm. matt wanted me to name this uh this um podcast a new york minute um but i'm like i'm not in new york and i feel guilty about it but the truth is is it's like everything i do have has kind of got some level of new york to it I, I can't stop being a New Yorker. You know what I mean? With the people with the trauma. The trauma of like Los Angeles yeah. is like, dude, it, it rained for about five minutes. What am I going to do? And they all have straight hair. It's not like I'm hearing this from people with black hair. You know what I'm saying? You got black hair issues. I got black hair issues. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that. They think I'm white. White people want to absorb me into their world. And then they brush my hair and then they're like, hmm, where are you from? It's like, damn it, your your hair almost ate my brush. What does that thing? Is like it has its own life that just kind of spawns out of my curl. You have something to say, Matt? Are you agreeing with me on that? No. So anyway, like I'm saying, is that it's so bad with this weather, mm-hmm. with this one inch of rain. Like, it's, okay, it's so mild too. It's like nothing. I, you, yeah, and he's yeah. from Oklahoma. Yeah, and let me let me tell you something about Oklahoma. <laughs> I drove across Oklahoma. I was driving uh, across America. I'm on the 40. They're like, we have to shut down the Oklahoma Texas border for snow. Man, it wasn't even an eighth of an inch. And they shut down the major, like the number one major highway going across America. I yeah. got stuck in Oklahoma. Well, that was, right? a, that, was, that was more about the ice, not about the snow. No, it was, yeah. about, the, no, it was about the snow and the ice <laughs> and everyone's freaking out. And I'm on a border in Oklahoma and I yeah. have to find a hotel. Yeah. And then they're like, there's a fancy restaurant down the street. I'm like, well, you know, either it's going to be Denny's or I had to go to some fancy cowboy restaurant where they're like, didn't you want a steak? And I was like, well, Oklahoma, they must have fabulous steaks. The steak was flavorless. I'm like, how do you make a flavor? This is supposed to be the land of steaks. 
It's supposed to be the greatest steaks in the world. You know what I mean? Right. You guys have to meet the cows outside next to it. Go, mm, mm, get me, get no, me out but, of here. But the, tr- the truck stops are there to feed people from out of state, basically. We're there, they're there to feed New York. Those are truck stop steaks. No, you got, no, you got no, truck stop steaks. You can steaks. act like people are trying to feed New Yorkers, but <laughs> nobody is trying to feed a New Yorker. You know why? Because your yeah. coffees suck. Okay? When you have to rely, when New Yorkers have uh-huh. to rely on a Starbucks... <laughs> You know, New Yorkers hate Starbucks because we can go into a regular coffee shop and get anything we want for, for like a dollar and a half. You can walk out with an egg sandwich for three bucks. Yep, that's two eggs. Bacon, a egg, and cheese. A slice of ham. You know, bacon, egg, and cheese, yeah. you know, on, on a roll. Mm-hmm. And the eggs run, and it's delicious, mm-hmm. and it's on a Kaiser roll, you know. Mm-hmm. you know. And out here, they'd be like, we put an alfalfa sprout on it. Well, we don't want an alfalfa sprout. Well, it's $12 because it's an alfalfa sprout. I'm like, I don't like alfalfa sprouts in my eggs, but we will add an alfalfa avocado will i can't even i can't even i ordered an avocado toast out here that i thought was going to be a delicious avocado toast because mm-hmm. my my friend brought me an avocado toast from the place mm-hmm. they're like oh no that's the other avocado toast who would give me <laughs> why would i want to wake up in the morning with an avocado toast with pickled onions like 40, like a pound of pickled onions across it and then i had to feel like guilt guilty mm-hmm. and shameful and like a karen to bring the avocado mm-hmm. and I, I can't eat this. I can't eat this $18 <laughs> avocado on a piece of bread with 40 pounds of onion. Who gave these people recipes? Well, it also had an alfalfa sprout too, so that made it even better. No, I, I'll be honest with you. Yeah? I think it's because there's a lot of Russians in Los Angeles. West we Hollywood. don't have a lot of Russians. West Hollywood, in, yeah. You might have a Russian neighborhood, yeah. but we don't like the Russians don't dominate the mm-hmm. town. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you get these weird recipes. And this is why the Ukraine is going through what they're going through. If you've got to wake up and eat an avocado toast or anything else you eat mm-hmm. with a Russian flavor, that's why everyone's signing up for the war. People are like, I'll sign up for the war. You're like, you don't need to fight. I don't care. I'm, a eight, I'm, I'm an 85-year-old grandmother that sounds like I'm from Texas. I don't care. I need to join the Ukraine war. I'm not eating that flavor. I'm not eating borscht for the rest of my life. So anyway, they're threatening people with Russian food. Russian th- pe- Russian people are threatening us with their cuisine. Oh my gosh, that's what they th- forget about bombing and, yeah. and the electric. And let me tell you something: uh-huh. they shut off the electric out there. If they bomb mm. the electric at the Ukraine, Oof. but they but the electric yeah. went out in West Hollywood. <laughs> the electric went out you, in West Hollywood. You, you called me. I called you because I was like, Matt, you're two blocks from me, you, and, I'm, and I'm in a panic because people understand when you're a true New Yorker and something like that happens, like. Oh my gosh, it's not just my apartment. I'm like, did I pay my electric bill? That's the first thought. Did I pay my electric bill? Second thought is like, earthquake! And then you look out the window, and as a New Yorker, true New Yorker, what is my first thought? Can you tell me my first thought, man? Is everybody else out? No. My thought is, terrorist attack! Like, this is... (laughs) We're like, as New Yorkers are now trained for terrorist attack. We really are. You got got the one-on-one. Yeah, we got the whole, like, this is a terrorist attack. It's it's literally, we've, we've lived through... All of this. I feel like I've, I've been through my own little Vietnam living in New York. Mm-hmm. But I like it there. Yeah. Here, not so much. Yeah. Here, I'm scared to walk my dog through West Hollywood. <laughs> you know, for fear that someone's going to dog nap me, you know? Yeah. Like, I got this very expensive dachshund. Mm-hmm. Very high maintenance. He's very high maintenance. Very. We will talk about that later in the show. Extremely high maintenance. Very, very high maintenance. But I'm like, I, I, I'm scared to walk him in the neighborhood because mm-hmm. the neighborhood's a little rough. You know, I live in I live in West I live in the West Hollywood Hollywood border. Yeah, it's very yeah. very rough over there. You get a lot of yeah, they got a lot of tour. Yeah, a lot of people that 
aren't paying aren't residents, but they're there. Yeah, they're there paying money and hiding in the back of Ralph's to have you know what. But anyway, the main thing is, is that here yeah, I am yeah. in, in out there, and and my my friend says to me, "You need to go outside." If you if someone asks you, because some guy was like, "What kind of dog is that? He looks expensive." She yeah, said, red "Answer." Flag. Yeah, she said, answer, say he's part chihuahua. Oh, yeah. As soon as you say part chihuahua. The value drops. The value drops. Yeah. No one wants a part chihuahua dog. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody <laughs> wants a part chihuahua dog. And, you know, not even Mexicans want part chihuahua dogs. Oh. I mean, I'm serious. Chihuahua, Mexicans love chihuahuas. That's their oh, dog. You know, like the oh. Germans, they love the dachshunds. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it's not a, it's a cultural thing. Dogs represent their culture. They really do. Makes sense. You know, my dog's a show dog. Yeah. You know, I took him to the show dog, best shower in show dog land. Mm-hmm. Right? She, she drives around with dachshunds. The, in, show, in, the shower drives the dog. Yeah, she no, drives the dog. Not, not the dachshund driver. You know, the dachshund doesn't drive. Yeah. It's a it's an RV full of dachshunds, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she goes to like Westminster and all the best dog shows in the world. Yeah, and she was just like, "Look, I'm third generation dachshund. Mm-hmm. These are some snobby Germans. Mm-hmm. They, that's what they are. <laughs> they will never learn lose their Germanness." And right. I feel that. Yeah. Every time I go in the house, well, you're going to eat some dinner without me. He looks at me like, "You are going to rub my stomach again and rub." The dog is really high maintenance. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do about him. But anyway, enough about the dog. Dog's the fine. fact is, living in West Hollywood... The darkness. The darkness. You got, you got Being it. in the dark. And it wasn't terrorism. It, it was, wasn't terrorism. It wasn't, you, you paid your bill. It I, wasn't an earthquake. It wasn't an earthquake. And it wasn't terrorism. And it wasn't terrorism. So now what? So now what? Well, the I'm, lights went back on. So yeah. I thought... I didn't think so much about it after uh-huh. I you know, didn't have to go anywhere. I'm a New Yorker. I'm like a warrior now. you yeah. know. So yeah. I'm, I'm a... I'm a darkness expert. You yeah. know, you could you could shut electricity down, drop a couple buildings on us. I already had all my little lights on everything. You know, I was yeah. giving out candles to the neighbors. You need a candle? You want a candle? I could do that because I'm, I'm half Italian and I, I when my grandmother died, she left me all the Jesuses oh, and yeah. the religious candles. So you can't throw out all the religious candles as well as the Jesuses, you right? Can't, you can't put them in the trash. No, Definitely. you can't throw Absolutely them out. Not, yeah. So now I'm throwing, now I got all the, you want a, you want a, want a Jesus candle? I got <laughs> Is it, what's the, what's the plural of crucifix? Crucifix. I don't know. But yeah. Everything's Sicilian. So okay. I got a the Madonna di Trapani. I got more Madonna di Trapanis, the Madonna and Child, but it's a Madonna di Trapanis from the hot. It's crazy. Some Italian stuff. So anyway, that's kind of where I'm at today with the uh, weather and with the, the people. And um, yeah, I've had a rough day. I've had a rough week. I've had a rough week. As a female comic, I, I you know what? I don't think of myself as a female comic. I never think of myself as a female comic. I think of myself as a comedian. Yeah. And I'm just as good as the guys, and that's how I've always felt. I always grew up like I could play ball, I could hang out with the guys, I was cool. You, you, threw, know, you I, threw a baseball like I a dude. I threw a yeah. base. I, yeah. Well, no, I wasn't really, no, you know, softball. I couldn't really throw a baseball like a okay. dude. I wasn't really softball, okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, a straight girl wanted to hang out with the guys, you know, and then you start hanging out with them, and you're playing too well, and then they're like not dating you. So then you're like, all right, let me go, let me go frou-frou it up. Mm-hmm. So I frou-frou it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I become a comedian, mm-hmm. and that's the last thing men want is a woman with a big mouth. Do you know what I mean? Like the last thing they want is a woman who's got an opinion on everything. And uh, I should have learned that growing up because all the women in my family, uh, I come from a family of women with big mouths, big mouths that are always right, and all of them are single. 
And you would think... It's, it's weird. Weird how that works. Yeah. It's weird how that works, and it's very, very disappointing. Yeah. It's just, disappointing because sometimes you'd think that there's a guy out there mm. that, you know, really likes a woman who has a... You know, can hold a conversation. But Want, that's not really... Yeah, wants to be corrected all the time. I can't I can't believe that you can't find a guy he like that. He wants to be corrected. I'm sorry. What happens <laughs> is sometimes we fall in love with guys. You fall in love with you guys, and we're like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to... I, I, you know what? I didn't realize he was so stupid when I was dating him. I was so worried about what I looked like that I didn't realize I was dating a moron. Yeah. You know, and then you're like, I love him. He's a lovable moron. If he just had a little extra, uh, if yeah. I could just. Well, uh, some guys are like a project. You know, like we I'll, make yeah, guys yeah. projects, mm-hmm. and that never works. Mm. That never works. It doesn't. You guys get all. You know, we fix you, and then you go find some girl that thinks you're uh, brilliant. They're like, oh, he's so smart. He was always like this. He's the smartest guy I ever met. I said, no, he's a moron. He's, 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 I basically set up his whole business. Yeah. I sent him to school, you know? And then he's yeah. like, no, no, he's always, he's so smart. And then he leaves you for her. And then you're broke because you spent all your money helping his career. You know? And that's, and that, but like, I'm not even talking about that. Because I'm not even, I'm not even okay. a relationship type female comic that okay. wants to talk about relationships. Yeah, I want to talk about stuff yeah. that's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, my bad week. Yeah, you, you said you had a rough week. At, uh, said, a r- rough week in comedy. Okay. It's aside from dealing with the comedian that loves to call me the C-word. Hey, C-word. And I wish it was C-word. You know me. what I'm saying? It's I wish me. it was like, hey, C-word. Hey, C-word. Um, um, and, and, I, and, and my natural instinct, coming mm-hmm. from a family of strong women, mm-hmm. would be to, you know, punch them in the face. Or like, be like, what? You gonna say what to me? And do a little, you know, fist cuffs. Mm-hmm. But I'm in a comedy environment. And uh, I've been doing this a long time, Mm -hmm. and I need to make some money. Mm. So I'm trying to find the appropriate way to handle the C uh, comment without without retaliation. Without assault and battery. Forget about assault and battery. (laughs) You can't even complain and people don't do stuff. Mm. Um, Some people do stuff, but then the other people don't do stuff. Mm. And then I find out Mm. that I've been paid a third of what all the other guy comics have made on an opportunity that I was so excited that I was actually working out. I was like, I can't believe this. This is the best week I've ever had. They were really looking out for me. You know what they actually did? They doubled my money. And I didn't realize they doubled my money, which is still a fraction of what everyone else got, even though it's the same job. I'm like, are you kidding me? Can we ever get some rights for women in in the entertainment business? I I should have been a whore. I would have been rich. I would have been famous. Something would have been better. I have a family of women that tell me, mm-hmm. no, no, my integrity, you must be a lady, you must mm. be graceful. Mm. You know, men don't want the hoe. They want, they want the real woman. Mm. They'll mess around with the hoe. But every guy that I know yeah. is with the hoe. Every guy that I know is with the hoe. <laughs> I don't know what this advice, I don't know if there was a generation crack that went on between the women in my family, uh-huh. right? The women in my family yeah. versus like what the reality is. But they're like, they never, they never marry the hoe. They all marry the hoe. Every guy I've known has mm. married the hoe, right? And then you say something, you have their back, mm-hmm. nothing. And then who do you complain to? Because there's no HR in comedy. No. There's no HR. It's yeah. a bunch of guys who are just like, hey, she's nagging us again. I got to get rid of her. Get her off the schedule. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can't even complain. You got to just shut up and take it. And to me, I don't come from shut up and take it women. So, so needless to say, follow me. <laughs> Because my only way out of the hole right now is social media. If I can get some social media, then I'm actually fine. So please follow me. That's yes. anyway. So enough about my uh, stressful week. Um, Matt yeah, we, has we what? Had, we had a, we had a fun, you had a fun show at the college. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. The <laughs> gigs that I take. 
the gigs that I take. Yeah. You know, the first thing I had to say, because yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll take it. It's easy. It's quick money. It's not a big deal. It's you know, first of all, it's a, it's, it's quick money. Yeah. It's quick money that's um, probably like one t- one 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 hundredth of what a normal college gig would pay me. But um, yeah, yeah, I went and did it. Yeah, you know, because I'm, I'm like, hey, you know, you can't be too proud. That's a woman. Mm-hmm. That's a woman. You know, I I, I don't want to I don't want to like argue what my worth is. I must not be worth that much. So I'm going to stress myself out. Before mm-hmm. my real show at Laugh Factory, mm-hmm. um, and go drive over to a gig of a bunch of teenagers that are at a college, and they want you to. And here's the best: like the only people who go to a comedy show at these colleges uh-huh. are really people who have no social life. Yeah, they were. They were. They were. They were nice. I could tell, but they oh, were. Oh, they were sweet. Yeah, this is but the first they, time they left their computers. Yeah, yeah. You know? There was de- there was definitely that kind of element going yeah, on. It yeah, was like yeah. a, it was like they were the more studious. Of the yeah, they were the studious because they were going there for a life because everybody else is out partying. It's California. They're yeah. all at the nightclubs. Yeah. You saw where the other people were going. You're like, where are they all going? Yeah. They're the install yeah, comics. Yeah, kids and to- kids and togas and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Halloween Halloween parties. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, the, and 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 I'm not hating on it because oh. I was that group. I would have been the geek at the comedy show like let's go to a comedy show i have no other life they're giving out free pizza you know and um you know i'm not liking that people don't know matt was a football player in high school and he had the whole football blah 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 fraternity boy in college yeah fraternity boy in college yeah i i had to i had to take i had to take my gay my gay brother took me to my prom okay i yeah i i could not get a prom date nobody dated me till i did like deaf comedy jam like literally i never got a date people like oh you mix girls you think you're cute no one thought i was cute Uh i grew up in a in a white neighborhood and i didn't have any hair products and it would rain all the time in that area and i had a giant bush ahead of hair on my head mm-hmm. and even if the girls were getting their hair permed into curls it did not matter yeah. i had i looked like a crazy woman to them yeah. and they treated me and told me over and over again that i was a beast and no one wanted me mm-hmm. so um so i would have been in that audience in, but the difference is yeah those well, kids have cell phones and i do a lot of material yeah about race <laughs> So I was like, I, one of these, one of these kids is gonna film me and no. cancel me. You had mentioned that. You mentioned you mentioned that on the drive up. You mentioned it at the yeah. No, and you you have a you have a, you had an absolutely great point about it. You don't want to get taken out of context and saying what you're saying and you, you know. And, oh, these and, kids. And, yeah, well, because if you if you edit and crop things to make it look bad, yeah. Look, I got a buddy. Yeah. I got a buddy Tito who I love him yeah. to death. I love Tito to death. Tito oh. is my most one of my most favorite people on earth. He was like the hottest guy in school. He was the coolest guy. He's like avenges Tito, everybody. T- Tito's cool. Tito's yeah. one of the I coolest like guys I've ever met. You mm-hmm. know, like I think my father's cool. Like my father's one of the cool. My father's so cool my father's nightclub cool my father would get into the clubs in new york and i couldn't get in the clubs you know how embarrassing that is my sister once my sister's gorgeous my i have a sister who's gorgeous i'm the hunchback of the family my sister looks like you know apollonia vanity you know like the women who dated prince she that was like her casting call you know so she's like can't even get into the club she's like i waited for an hour my sister never waited and ever my sister's that beautiful you know the italians the italians you know, I talk a lot of, in the act about my the Italian yeah. family. It's like, you got to learn to make the sauce. They didn't do that to my sister. My sister was that pretty. They didn't do that to my sister. Oh, they did to me. She got the golden ticket. My she got sister, the pass. They called her the principessa because she was so pretty. So she's the principessa. And my, she would be like, Grandma, I don't want you know such and such today. I want ravioli. Okay, I get up and make a ravioli. My grandmother yeah. would do anything. My sister was so beautiful, yeah. you know. And so I was a hunchback of the family. Uh-huh. You know, so she like you got to learn to cook. You go to this and that. So, 
I don't even know where my points were with this. But the fact was, she'd be like, oh, you know, yeah. I got to learn the cook, you go to this, that. So that's how I, I learned that stuff mm-hmm. because that's kind of the pressure that was on me. My sister escaped because of her beauty. But my sister had to wait in line in a nightclub in New York. She's like, it's the highest club in New York. Mm-hmm. And you won't believe who I ran into. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, not your ex. Mm-hmm. She was like, worse, dad. <laughs> <laughs> my father is like in the hottest clubs in New York. Walking in with like Walk, my, he, four like, chicks. He doesn't even walk in with four chicks because he's like a chick magnet. Yeah, yeah. All the way around, he's funny. He yeah. was a mambo dance. He gets on the floor and he's like Latin dances and yeah. stuff. He's like, hey, everybody, drinks on me. Everybody <laughs> loves my father, right? Yeah. I'm socially awkward. I could never keep up with the... The suave. My mother was like, everyone was, Sylvia, Sylvia, sing, woo. And there's a piano. All right, I'll take over the club. Mm-hmm. And then she'd take over the place. Mm-hmm. And then my father also would take over, you know. I remember it's like my childhood scarred memories. Being, We used to go to Puerto Rico for the summers. Mm-hmm. We used to go to San Juan. And my father, one time they like let us kind of like hide in the back of the club. And my father was in the middle of the dance floor at the, in the disco doing all the, like, the Saturday Night Fever stuff. He was doing all the dances, and everyone was, like, clapping around him. It's just, you know, it's like, it's just, you just don't it, want it, this. It seems like you're going through, a, like, a traumatic uh, memory here. Yeah, it's a traumatic memory, man. Watching your father dance, watching anyone's father dance. Oh, watching my yeah. father dance and my yeah. mother. My mother was, they always performed. <laughs> they always performed. They never sat down, and they were just never yeah. quiet. Yeah. Even my sister was like, well, you know, most kids could, like, you know, hear quiet before they'd go to sleep and then go to school the next morning. Nah. There were like bass, basses, guys, upright bow, 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 basses bow, bow, coming bow, bow, in bow, bow. and jazz musicians coming in. It was torture. So anyway, mm-hmm. like I'm saying, being cool. So mm-hmm. Tito is like, okay. is like, you know, Ron cool. Yeah. Melchiori, my father, yeah, Reno. Yeah. Reno is his name, you know. So he's Reno cool, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But Tito even said to me, what was I talking about? Oh, we were about the CSUN kids. Oh, yeah, CSUN kids. Yeah. Tito was even like, you can't, Tito's funny. Tito's got a kid. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you can't, you gotta, you gotta reel it back because these kids are not gonna understand these things. Yeah. Like, same things. I have a joke. My mother's a Negro songstress. She, he's like, you can't say Negro. They don't understand Negro. I was like, Negro's in the history books. He's like, yeah. you can't say Negro. They don't understand Negro. I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? It's all over. It's yeah. a powerful word. Yeah. It's a powerful word. It shows a connection to history. Yeah. You gotta come up with another phrase for that. So, anyway, I yeah. got Tito in my head. You know, that's telling me these kids are not going to understand anything. Yeah. And so, meanwhile, I'm sitting there and 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 and, and I started to realize that if I have to get my act together for 15 year olds, yeah. I'm going to like or 17 year olds, yeah. forget it. Well, the thing was, you pulled it. You pulled it off. You crushed it. Uh, you crushed it for what for what it was. And I've I've seen so many. I've, I've I, no, I was there. I was there. And I I've seen so many. Uh, uh, comedian say, you know, I won't perform colleges. I know I'm too worried about my language. It's like there's a way to do it. It's not yeah. for everybody. Man, not not my, everybody can do man, it. But my yeah, head was yeah, like, yeah. my head was going like, well, so then I went but, to, uh, and then I went to, and then I was going to, my uncle's, and then I went, you know, I, I live in, you know, I, I, you know yeah. it's just, you're doing that, and yeah. you're like, what the, I can't. Well, well once you once you let go and just, just started ripping. You can't let. Well, you, you did. No, you did. Yeah. Go. Yeah. All I had to. All I could do was make fun of them. Yes. And the, the, well, you you made fun of yourself first. Well, yeah, I you appreciate know, yeah. that. But a couple of the kids were about to start crying. When I was like, <laughs> like I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna make these kids cry, you know? Yeah. And this is like, and yeah. then I'm like, they're gonna ban me. Someone's gonna film it, and then I'm gonna end up in this, you know, this yeah. counterculture thing, yeah. which we should talk about counterculture, um, because I I do uh-huh. have a strong opinion. I am uh-huh. a um, I am. The cancel culture? Yeah, the cancel culture yeah. stuff. And, and the thing is, you know, I, like I'm a big Chappelle person, you know. Um, yeah. uh, Dave was a very big mentor to mm-hmm. me. 
and he used to protect me a lot in the cl- comedy clubs. And this is before he was big. Was, yeah. <laughs> this is this I'll before. Be there. I'll be getting <laughs> oh, there. So he used to protect me in the clubs um, yeah. where for guys would do it would yeah. be just torture because mm-hmm. it could be torture. Yeah. And he would really shield me. And it's really strange that, that people are trying to cancel him because truly he's probably the most liberal person that I've ever met. In fact, when I, when I was I – was, um, I would go places with him, and mm-hmm. we we go out, and then people would be like, "Oh, you know, they're, they're like the LGBTQ. Oh, this is my wife. This is my husband." He was like, "Oh, that's so cool, blah blah blah." And he would just ask, "Like, what does she do?" Yeah. But he didn't. Like, he never. Most people back in like that time would be like, eh, eh, uh, and yeah. he was just like totally. Tell me your story. He was yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I, I think that that's the problem. I think that the young generation sees Muscle Dave, <laughs> yeah. and I see Little Dave. You know, so in my mind, I'm like, and, you know, and now it's like, and I turn around, I'm like, oh, you know, I clutch my purse. I was like, oh, my God, he's huge. Is that? Oh, that's Dave. Okay. um, I didn't know because he's now he looks like a bouncer. Yeah. Yeah. He's saying the same stuff he would say when he was little Dave. Yeah. And so you got these 18 year old kids. Yeah. They're like, he's being mean. He's a bully. He's a big muscle-bound bully. He probably bullied the gays in school. And it's like, no, he was on. Look, when yeah. you were in school yeah. and you growing up, and whether you were out of the closet or not back yeah. in the day that we came up, uh-huh. you were basically either you were a geek or you were in. Yeah. You didn't, they didn't segregate. Yeah. And then like years later, you're like, oh, well, I just found out that yeah. the reason I didn't fit in was because I'm Latino, and I didn't fit in because I'm black, and I didn't fit in because I was gay. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, we were all like our own little... Our own little lunch breakfast table. club. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. our lunch table, yeah. you know. We were the ones who were the outcasts, mm-hmm. and we had fun, and we became friends, you know. But, you know, you turn around years later, and you get muscles, and you're a big dude. Yeah. And you got walk with confidence. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not the same, like, hey. He's not mousy anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he was never mousy, but, but it yeah. came off like, hey, the gays are after me. And <laughs> yeah. now he's like, the gays are after me. What are you going to do about it? And you're like, whoa. <laughs> And but well, I don't even think he realizes that that's how people are seeing him, you know, because that's that's just bottom line. Um, and this is what I'm saying. I'm I'm a, I'm a huge huge Chappelle fan. I think yeah. you know it's the Dave that you hold in your mind's mm-hmm. eye mm-hmm. that is causing the controversy of the day. Mm-hmm. And so that's those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts at the beginning of the it's the beginning of the podcast. Um, I guess we'll get into the news, but like I said, it's it's uh, really, what Dave are you holding in your mind's eye? Are you holding Muscle Dave, or are you holding Vulnerable Dave? Sweet little Vulnerable Dave. Yeah. And it's like, guess what else happened? <laughs> and it was like, So <laughs> <laughs> what happens. You get bigger as you get older. Yeah. Look at me. I'm exactly so, the same size. Of course, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. pounds since yeah. then. Okay. Uh, well, speaking, speaking of... Uh, 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 canceling on uh, social networks. Um, it's from NBC News. AOC Mar- and Mark Ruffalo among those criticizing Elon Musk and his eight dollar a month Twitter subscription plan for uh, verified users for blue for the blue check mark users. Uh, he's trying to move from a. Uh, so he, so what you're saying? Yes. Elon Musk. He purchased yeah he purchased Twitter. He purchased, he 40, purchases Twitter. Forty four billion dollars. Forty four billion dollars. Yes. And he thinks he's going to get his money back by charging eight dollars a month. <laughs> yeah. By blue check people. Yes, that's... All that. I have to say is, I don't have a blue check, <laughs> Yeah. and now for the first time, I'm happy. <laughs> I have a blue check on everything else but Twitter. Yeah. And this actually makes me feel pretty darn good. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> You're going to save some Only money. Only the unchecked are going to be able to afford it. Yeah. No, but uh, you know what? I, I, I What oh. is his plans? What uh, is his plans? Well, he overpaid crazy, because like, like Instagram yeah. uh, was sold in 2012 for $1 billion. Okay. 
And then he paid how much? $44 billion. He's a show-off. Yeah. It's, He's a show-off. Uh, so on, on Thursday, Ocasio-Cortez uh, accused Musk of tampering with her Twitter account after she criticized the plan. She said, why should people pay $8 for their app just to get bricked? Uh, I guess that means where you don't see your notifications when they, see, when they say something you don't like. <laughs> That's a, you know what? I, and then he and then he and then he went bing and he he messed yeah. with their account. Oh my gosh! Of course that's going to happen. Yeah. He's gonna, that's going to be really. I I this is going to yeah. be the new bing 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 in the left corner. Yeah, dun, 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 dun. yeah who's yeah. going to say something on Twitter? She should have said it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, so you can't you just can't do that. You can't turn around and just and, and you should know that he's going to do something on Twitter like he doesn't notice. Yeah. And and you know what? I believe Cortez. Cortez has dealt with a lot of nonsense. Nothing like she it, can, she is like the target of Fox News. Well, man. she's it's a target like, of Fox News. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. She's a smart Latina mm-hmm. who is not sleeping with any of the men that um, that are feeling threatened by her, mm-hmm. and so they are going to continue to mess with her. Well, welcome to the party. This is what happens. It's not even Republican. It's not whatever. Mm-hmm. This is well, This is what it's like in comedy. Yeah. Oh, you know what? She's not sleeping with anybody. Let's destroy her <laughs> career. You have to, you have a choice. You could be a hoe or not a hoe. Well, I mean, she's also she's she's dating a ginger. She's dating a ginger. Yes. How smart of her. She's yeah. Like, I'm gonna date a ginger. That's like that, that's almost like charitable, if you're her. Oh, you stupid! It's not. <laughs> it's not the it, it, because when you're a minority, um, and you date a ginger, yeah. that's kind of like finding a white boy that still understands how to feel like an outcast. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He has the empathy to feel like a minority. And so gingers are, they have a whole other uh-huh. level of emotion. They really do. They're not going to, so you don't want to find a white boy that's like, oh, shut up, woman. You know what I mean? You want to, you know, if you're going to date a white boy, you kind of get the advantages of dating a white boy. But then he's like, I understand. You should have seen what they did to me in high school. You're like, damn, they did that to the gingers too? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought it was just the women and Latina and women of color. They treated the gingers. People didn't take gingers seriously. There's, you know what I mean? Unless you're in Scotland. Did yeah. gingers have like yeah. sc- clout in Scotland? Uh, I, I, yeah, that they Ireland. They got to because they got to be guess, like a, yeah. a, a minority over there. They're all ginger over there, right? I but mean. What I, happens when you drink too much Guinness when you're pregnant? <laughs> Hilarious. Combination Hilarious. of gin- <laughs> It's like strange. Combination of Guinness and haggis <laughs> will turn your kids orange. <laughs> All right. All right. We got this one in the the crime section here. Um, Crime section. Yes, crime section. Um, A North. Wait a minute. Let me say one quick thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. We're discussing the idea of hoe. Oh, yes. Which brings me to the discussion of the Friday show here at Laugh Factory. You know, I did a bunch of jokes. I felt, you know, like I was tired from dealing with the kids. And Matt says to me, "Oh, this is yeah, this is after the after the college show. Yeah, the late show at the Laugh Factory. And I and I I called someone hoe, right?" It was uh, two women in the front that were hoes. With a wealthy guy. There were the two wealthy guys, and, and they, they were sitting together, and they, you they could tell. They were Yeah. You, they were hoes. Let's just say it. They were hoes. So I called them ho, right? And now the In whole, a playful way. In a playful way. In a, in a, in a, yeah, because I was like, hey, everybody's yeah, here, you, and blah, you, blah, you blah. Didn't, like, you didn't, like, point at them, and ah. Yeah, I was like, ah, and the two hoes in the front. Yeah. And that, then everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the white people not even see. They're like, they're like the, you know, I love how white people are like the police of what's offensive. Meanwhile, oh. the whole reason we need to have police for what's offensive is because of white people, because nobody else has a problem. You know, we all have yeah. no problems with me. But I'm going to say, if you're going to be a hoe, be a proud hoe. Be a proud hoe. I support Hoe Pride Week, you know? And I'm telling you, if you wanted to make it a national holiday, I don't think anyone in Congress would stop you being a, a famous hoe, a, a hoe pride, hoe pride week, 
So like one, like, you probably yeah. get three months. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm out celebrating whole Pride Week. <laughs> get some three day weekends off of that. Absolutely. Three, yeah, exactly. That yeah. could be a national holiday. So if you're if you're a hoe, you're doing a job that I really can't do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you go like, oh, look at those firefighters. Job, I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> some hoes, you look at who they're sleeping with, you're like, dirty job. I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why. <laughs> that's admirable. She took cash for that. Ouch. Ouch. Well, that was why uh, Trump always imported his wives. Yeah, they, Trump, they, Trump imported his wives more they were do, They were doing the jobs Americans wouldn't do. They would do the jobs. Exactly. Yes. He, because they couldn't understand him. So they were like, um, he's saying something. <laughs> and the rest of Amer- American women that could speak were like, oh, he's painfully stupid. He's rich, but how long can I endure this? Let me, let me just get with five more dinners and three more expensive shopping days <laughs> and then I'll dump him. All right, all right. I have a few more bills that are coming. Yeah. And I saw this new Mercedes that they just released. Maybe I'll mm. be nice to him one more week. The question is, what do you need women to endure some of the guys that you're dating? What do you need? You know, people like guys are like, hey, she's a home. But you know what? You're, a, you know, you're paying. If you're, uh, if you're, no, some guys, some guys, it's not even about being attractive because they, yeah. they get into the Pete Davidson and the Schwanz and all the other stuff. It's not even about that. Uh-huh. Some guys are just painful, painful to listen to. It doesn't even matter about how you look because there's good look. There's guys that are homely looking that attract women and women are like, he's so wonderful. And you're like, why? It's kind of homely. Like, you know, but he's a good looking guy. He's a really good, there's something about him that's just charisma. Women mm-hmm. will do that. Guys won't do that. She was like, eh, yeah, I can't date her. She's like, her tooth is a little to the left. You're like, what? Who are you, man? Who are you? How did you get that judgy? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, There's a guy with mustard on his sweater vest. I can't date, huh? Why? Like, wh- who are you dating that is your other option? But guys can do that. Women can't. But you know what I'm saying? So there's some There's some oh, women. No. Uh, women are more forgiving. I, I completely agree. They, they, forgiving? They, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. You could see because that's a male's point of view. Yeah. Women are forgiving. We're not forgiving. We're held hostage. We're in a hostage situation. We got a, we got guys with fragile ego, egos. They give us our freedom, and then they're intimidated by anything we say. And so everything you say, you got to make it look like they say, or they'll cut your throat. So basically, you're constantly trying to do this balancing act that you can't even keep up with. You're basically sitting there like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm smart. He's giving me my rights to be smart. But if I'm smarter than him, then I'm in a lot of trouble. And I still got to make my living. So I got to act stupid. And now I got to act stupid and tell him he's great. And then which makes me want to hate him. And so I don't want to hate him, but yet I feel like I hate him and then hate and then hating him. And then and that's not even like adding in like sexual harassment that didn't even become illegal to 1985. Yeah. So you know, you're talking about sexual harassment. Now here mm-hmm. we get into sexual harassment. Well, I want to hit on her. And most of these guys are like, oh, the poor lady, she just needs people do that to me. They do that to me. Do you know that? They actually sit there and say to me, they're like, you know what, Maya, you know, if this comedy thing doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it works out or not. You'll just find a nice guy. To, you're cute enough. You'll find a nice guy to hook up with and settle down. Are you kidding me? I've been fighting to have a career for decades, mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to just find a nice guy. It's okay. You don't have to make it. We don't have to pay you the same as the other guys. You know, we're going to pay you the same as the guys. You might even been funnier than that you did the same job. It doesn't matter. She's going she's gonna to have a little boyfriend that's going to pay her bills yeah. for her. Just it's, make some cookies. Just yeah. bake some cookies and shut up. Mm. And don't be smart. Don't be so smart. Like, women get penalized for being smart. It's the craziest thing. It's the craziest thing. And so then you're like, do we, do we, you know, we're not looking for a guy that is like, that we're being less judgy about because the way his hair looks or the way his weight is. Mm-hmm. We're just looking for somebody who's nice, that's mildly attractive, that is not like going to try to hold me hostage and they can kind of lift me up a little bit. I need you to physically lift me up, but I don't need you to financially lift me up. Just a little support. Just a little support. And don't get intimidated when I have an idea. That's basically it. That sounds fair. Is it too much to ask? 
But that's what we're talking about. See, this is where it came from, Hose. And so that's why, you know, I'm learning to have a new admiration for Hose. I'm having a new admiration. You know, there's a guy that I mm-hmm. dated when I first started comedy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we were, we were we, I had a great show. And he's like, you know, you're really funny, but I'd rather have you in the audience with me. Like, I'm going to quit to go out. Like, what? I'm going to shut up and quit so I can go out with you. I mean, and I already had a bunch of TV credits. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit for you so we could just so let me sit here. I'm so glad that you're happier that I'm sitting next to you, yeah. not not shining. <laughs> ugh, ugh, ugh. All right, continue. What else is in the news? All right, on the uh, in the and the, the crime beat, a uh, a woman who called a woman in Raleigh, North Carolina, called 911 over pink barbecue. Uh, basically, um, Annie Cook said the, said she had barbecue at other restaurants, but it was never pink. The issue started, she said, when she returned to Clyde Cooper's Barbecue, who's been open for 75 years, to either have the restaurant cook the barbecue longer, serve her something else off the menu and get a refund. She, none of these ha- things happened, so she called the police. White woman, huh? <laughs> no, because black people don't call the police that Because you know what will happen? Black people will call the police, and the police will end up shooting the person who called the police. I'd be like, I right, take the barbecue the way you want it. This is the most. This is the most Karen call I've ever heard. It is a Karen call. <laughs> it is a Karen call. And I think you know sometimes you get you get Karens out there. And you get some Karens yeah. for good. There's some Karens yeah. that are for good yeah. calls. Yeah. But that's crazy. Pink barbecue. Was it what? What kind of? What was it? Was it a? Was it a pink barbecue pork? Was it under? What did she walk around with a thermometer? <laughs> I'd love to hear that court case. The, how did you know the the uh, meat was undercooked, ma'am? I'd walk around with a meat thermometer, and I checked it. It looked mildly pink. You know, pork is kind of pink. Yeah. You know, pork is pink. Yeah. And you know what? Chicken gets a little pink when you get to the bone. You, you'll never, you'll never see any any other ethnicity mm-hmm. calling the police for help. And what about the poor cop? What did he have to go through? <laughs> he came in there and laughed at her, basically. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Crazy, 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 crazy. <laughs> calling called- the police over barbecue. Look, I take my barbecue. More seriously than I think anyone that I that like. I've seen you. Yes, you yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Barbecue is my life. Yeah, you, you barbecue can... is my life. I judge everything. Mm-hmm. I I I've, I have driven across America <laughs> from one side to the other. Mm-hmm. People are like, why did you drive three thousand miles All to go bar- to a thousand dollar gig? <laughs> and it's because I want to try the barbecue. Yeah, and that's that. You know, it gives me the opportunity to try pork. At one in every single state, I have eaten barbecue everywhere. Yeah. And I've driven hundreds of miles out of my way mm-hmm. for barbecue. And never have I said, oh my, I'm calling, help, help, mm-hmm. calling the police. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's that's for, you know, if you're getting stabbed Look, or you're getting you attacked. There's or, a yeah. way you can complain. Yeah. I was down at Mother's in New, in New Orleans. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had me waiting for 45 minutes for like a gumbo, <gasps> which is already cooked. It's not like they haven't yeah. cooked. You know, it's just, just a scoop. In the thing. Yeah. And I was nice about it. And mm-hmm. I said, guys, I just really just went. And the guy felt so bad. I was like, what's the best thing you got on the menu? He's like, I go, we got the cra- crawfish etouffee. Mm-hmm. He's like, give a little crawfish. Give a little this. They felt so yeah. bad yeah. that they gave me more. Yeah. If you're going to be greedy, be nice greedy. Yeah. And, that's, and I don't, I, I, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a little hostile over pork being messed up, though. Mm-hmm. And when a rib is not right, I get angry, okay. especially if they come at me with a $100 bill. But you've never called the police. I've never called the police. No. I don't call the police. No, exactly. I, I, you can't that's trust fair. the police. Can't trust them. Yeah. Can't trust them. They come in guns blaring, you know, barbecue sauce everywhere. 
No, this this cop came in and just laughed at her, basically. And uh, luckily, the place has gotten more, even more business since then. So that's been nice. Oh, that's lovely. I love when the community comes together. Yeah. You know, to, nothing like a Karen to bring the, <laughs> nothing like a Karen to bring America together. <laughs> community should have been. <laughs> what was her name? Her name was. Do we know? I need to look it up. It doesn't matter. All, All right, right, let's move on. All we don't right. need to give her any more fame that she's already Her last name was Barbecue. Cook. Her last name was Cook. Her name was Cook. Yeah. Oh, she well, takes that way too seriously. Exactly. All right, move, moving, moving right along. Uh, this is out of uh, off CBS New York. The MTA launches a subway bingo game uh, for riders. It, they're trying to encourage more ridership the, on, on, the, on the New York subways. <laughs> the, the riders are saying they want safety, not games. Yeah, and, I, you know that's what I was about to say. Uh, you know, why don't we just give you a game that'll make you ride the subway and distract you, so that way you can be robbed. Like literally, when you're on New York in a New York City subway, especially now, I mean, you have to watch where you place your eyes every, every second. You look at yeah. someone crazy, they come at you. You don't look at someone crazy, they come at you. They got guys with machetes running up and down the subway. Yeah. They got people, pu- you know, pushing people onto the yeah. platform, and now you're like nothing. Like, oh, bingo! Like literally, what are they? What? Oh. Like if we don't have enough ADHD with the with the cell phones, you have to you, one of the uh, looking for an iHeart New York tote bag. Uh, for, oh my gosh! A wooden station bench. Who came up with this? This is so <laughs> Nancy Reagan ish. You know, this is like one of those. We're gonna see no to drugs. We're gonna distract the people on the platform so that way they can be knocked in like bowling pins. It's a fun way for commuters to reconnect with beloved landmarks, said Shanifa Riera, MTA acting chief customer. Who obviously officer. takes a cab to her job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't yeah. think so. Okay, yeah. next. Was it? Uh... <laughs> oh, uh, with the with, with the uh, with the super uh, with the World Series win. Uh, with the World Series win, uh, Jim Mattress Mack, a local mattress salesman in Houston, uh, won $75 million by betting on the Houston Astros, and they, uh, and they won Saturday night over the Philadelphia Phillies. So wait a minute. They, oh, they won Saturday night over the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, Philly Phillies. And you're telling me that... Mm-hmm. You're telling me that... A mattress that, salesman. A mattress salesman. So if I went and I bought a mattress from the mattress guy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mr. Mattress. He made a $10 million bet. Question. He wasn't... Mr. Pillow in disguise, was he? <laughs> no, no, no. This okay. is, oh, my pillow? Anyway, it was not Michael. It wasn't Dale. Mr. No, my pillow. Because no. Mr. My pillow is just looking for an audience. That guy is shameless. <laughs> he's everywhere. He's, he's everywhere. Too, he's and if you tried his pillows, are oh, they, I've never tried. Are, 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 are they actually good? No. Awful. Oh no, they're garbage. Awful. Okay. You know what? And it was. Yeah. And I'm not even saying this because yeah. I know he's Mr. My Pillow yeah. Psycho Pillow. Yeah. I literally didn't know this. My friend sent me the pillows, and he yeah. was like, "I'm sending you the best pillow ever. You have sleep problems." I was like, "Oh my gosh! Now I have. I had sleep problems. <laughs> now I have neck problems. Yeah. You know, there comes a point where you you just start well, adding it up. Yeah. And well, and you are a pillow savant. I. I am a pillow savant. I have pretty much every style of pillow on my bed, and I and I'm very proud of it. Matt mocks me. He comes by my. Would you buy another pillow? One more pillow. I, my pillows are fabulous. Yeah. I'm not concerned about that. But yeah, yeah. that sounds like a. This I, yeah, this guy made a ten million dollar bet. Ten million dollars. One seventy five. One seventy five. And what he's doing with the payout is yeah. he is, um, he had a promotion with Houston customers. Okay. If they bought a certain type of mattress that cost three thousand dollars or more, they all got their money back. Oh, okay. Because because yeah because he because of his payoff. Okay. So he's basically just giving it back to the customers. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And he, and mattress salesman. I odd. They're an odd group. Yeah. Are, are you from? Yeah. Uh, well, no, I, I I don't really know. But every time I've gone into a mattress salesman, they're like lay down in the bed and try it out. I'm like, 
Yeah, they're very creepy. They are creepy. I'm like, I think I should go with somebody to the mattress <laughs> store. I don't want to go alone to a mattress store. Just lay down and need check a, it out. Need a chaperone. Yeah, need a chaperone. It is kind of a creep, creepy thing. It's, you've, it's a very vulnerable thing to shop for. And the commercials are so obnoxious. Are they? Oh, got uh, the two ones out here. Uh, sit and sleep. Yeah. I'll take, give it away or it's free. That guy. Well, they always have that, but they always have like the, like the, yeah, the, 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 yeah, it's like, relax into some sleep, sleep. Anyway, so this guy, though, he did something, though, that was an incentive that was good. He, yeah. He's given away $1,000 and gives them back their money for the for the uh, mattress. Yeah, he, he's paying paying people uh, that got, that paid over $3,000 for a mattress, which is crazy. But, uh, yeah, all those... All Wait, <laughs> if you paid $3,000 for a mattress, yes. you get your money back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's such a Republican yeah. game. <laughs> I was like, it's like, I don't even feel bad. And I was like, what a great... What? Are you sure yeah. this isn't my pillow guy? No, no, no. It no, sounds no. like a my pillow guy thing. Rich if people helping other rich $3, people. If you $3,000, I'm going to give you your money back. But the poor guy down the street that yeah. spent his entire life savings on yeah. an $800 mattress, nothing. He's garbage. Nothing. <laughs> he gets nothing. You've got to be kidding me. Man, all right. All right. Here's a, here's a Republican move you may, you may appreciate. Yes. Uh, it, also in Houston, uh, GOP rep Dan Crenshaw says, election deniers privately admit the conspiracy to challenge the, the last election legitimacy was always a lie and they know it. Who? His name is Dan Crenshaw. Okay, Dan Crenshaw. He's a he's a, a, a U.S. rep. He's uh, a U.S. rep. He's a, a former ranger. He has a he lost an eye. Okay. And um, yeah, and, and he, he's saying the last election mm-hmm. was no. He's saying that the people that are denying the election in his own party, okay, know that they're lying. Well, of course they know that they're lying. Yeah, what, and, and, like, and that's they, what they, the whole thing is. And they're admitting it. They admit it privately. Oh yeah, of course they're like, bark, 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 yeah. bark, you stupid people. We all know the election. <laughs> of course they do. They like they're laughing at us. <laughs> yeah. But meanwhile, there are some poor schmoes out there that really are like conspiracy theory yeah. nuts. They're falling they got for nothing, it. You know, and yeah. you know, this is. Yeah. I have friends like this. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't mean to get on you, but yeah. I have Duck Dynasty type friends. <laughs> That are literally, that have been like, we need to go down to Washington and do blah, blah. And you're like, what are you talking about? We did this, and that's when the American Revolution, we'll do it for a lot more. You know, they're like, yeah. we did it for this much money. You know, we threw all the tea in there for tea. We did it over tea. We'll do it. Be like, it's tea. I mean, like, really? It's yeah. all these, you know, yeah. hundreds of years later, and they th- they're just looking for a fight. Yeah. Do you ever like go to a club and you mm-hmm. see a guy that's just looking for a fight? Yeah, you know, there's yeah. people like that. It's usually somebody who life is not going well. Yeah, they're looking for a fight and then they want to come. Especially it's and everyone's like, well, it's racism. A lot of it's racism. I said, yeah, because when people aren't doing well, and they're mm-hmm. like, how's he doing better than me? I've I've had a lot of friends like that. Like, look at that black man over there. How's he making three times? I'm supposed to be white. How am I? Like, well, obviously that's not working for you. <laughs> obviously that's not working for you. Oh, so and uh, also in racism, um, the own, what? yeah, don't worry. Oh, okay. the owner uh, from Complex, the owners of the White Lives Matter trademark are willing to sell the phrase to Kanye West for his t- t-shirts for one billion dollars. Uh, two uh, ra- two activists in Phoenix own the rights to White Lives Matter and are willing to sell the phrase, but for a hefty tech, uh, hefty price tag. Yeah, it should be. You know what the price tag should be? Reparations. If uh-huh. they get a pay, we should get reparations right. for slavery for the phrase "White Lives Matter." And any great phrases that Black people come up with that White people want to sub themselves out for, uh-huh. I say that Black America needs to run out and trademark all of it. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't run out and trademark the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Trademark it all and be like, you know what? Reparations, reparations, reparations. You know what? You want this phrase? All right, let's let's put back in affirmative action. You want this phrase? Okay, we need to make sure that we get X amount of... This is how it's got to be. We got to get some negotiators in there. We need some negotiators and don't, not Kanye West. We need a <laughs> real negotiator. We got like... You know what I mean? We need somebody to go in and be like, you know, you got you to be smart with this. You know, I used, I used to have a friend mm-hmm. that used to sleep around. Right. And mm. she'd be happy to sleep around. Mm. But then she couldn't, ha- you know, she had no air conditioner. And I was like, look, you know, <laughs> sometimes you got to you got to work your negotiation skills. You can't be sitting here and telling me that you're 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 mm-hmm. you know, you're sleeping with Joe Schmo and, and, and Bo mm-hmm. and none of them have bought you an air conditioner. Well, I feel bad asking them. I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea how much action you've put out for these guys? And then she and then she would always be sympathetic with, I slept with such and such. I'm like, you slept with him? Yeah. She's like, yeah, you know. I'm like, what are you talking about? I wouldn't even shake his hand. That's how grimy he is. You know, no, I slept with him. I felt bad like no one was sleeping with. And I was like, you got to get yourself an air conditioner. Mm-hmm. You've got to say, listen, I need a little help. I need yeah. a little help. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. You know, just look, look, for what w- w- women, what we do, what we go through, it's there's a lot of stuff that we go through, and if mm-hmm. if you could just just change the dynamic a little bit with a smart negotiation, mm-hmm. we just don't do that, and this is why we keep getting set back as women and as people of color. We're constantly set back because we're not negotiating right. You know what? We should we should we should trademark the name Elvis. How about this? You want Elvis back? You want Elvis back? Give me reparations. You know what I mean? You, mean, you pick all the time. You want, you want NASCAR? Here you go. NASCAR, NASCAR.com. You give us reparations. We got to take the right stuff back. You want mayonnaise? Every mayonnaise we should have trademarked. You want mayonnaise? You want your mayonnaise? Here. Trademark. We got it. You can't have it. That, you know, and that's what you do. Ha, ha, ha. We thought of it first. We invented the trademark. Well, we invented the NASCAR. No, but we invented the the, 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 the stoplight and everything else. But mm. you guys got the trademark on it. And you guys all made a ton of money on it. Not you specifically, no, Matt. No, I, I, I didn't I, take it personally. You know, yeah. because your grandparents yes. were... were um, you know, abolitionists. They were working very hard with the abolitionist movement and they ran the Underground Railroad. That's what I'm, I'm just saying, making that up. Fair enough, fair enough. So anyway, um, but for real, yeah. we got to get together and start saying, listen, we got we to gotta, we gotta play the same way. that we, You know, we're mm. not trying to insulate. This is the problem. People want to insulate. Mm. White people think that black people, deep down inside, not all white people, but a lot of them, mm-hmm. want to enslave white people. That we want to enslave white people to get back. We don't really care. We just want to move forward. Mm. We want to have our lives. We want to be left alone to make our own money and not be stopped. We do a good job, we get the money. That's what it should be, right? Yeah. We do a good job, we get paid. We want the house, we shouldn't have to jump through the stuff. We want to buy a school, we shouldn't have to work 10 times. Everybody else has to do to buy a charter school. That's basically, mm-hmm. basically, you know, it's our American right. But this is, this is where we're at today. It's crazy. Anyway, that's my message for today. Um, be smart, people. Be smart. Know and your worth. A, know, know your, your worth. Know your worth. It is kind of the theme of the day. Yeah. Know your worth, like in the beginning of like, do I just cuss out the comedy clubs or have my manager say, absolutely not, this is my worth, mm-hmm. and standing up for my worth, standing mm-hmm. up for the rights of, you know, but same thing, know yeah. your worth. Yeah. So anybody out there listening, know your worth, yeah. uh, come back next um, Mondays, we're doing this Mondays, we're going to be trying to stream these Mondays, I know some of this cut out, mm-hmm. um, but we are working this through, and we appreciate your support. 
definitely recommend you uh, like, subscribe, and share to everyone you know that listens to comedy. Exactly. And uh, Maya, they got a, got some dates coming up this week. Yeah, um, you can follow me at Million Dollar Maya, mm-hmm. and I am this weekend. I am Hartford. at the Hartford Funny Bone on the eleventh and twelfth. Correct. Um, and then uh, when we Richmond. get to Richmond the next weekend from Thursday to uh, Saturday, which is seventeenth and nineteenth. Um, and so, and then I am in Denver at the Denver Improv. If I'm any gaps in that, I'm here, here at Laugh Factory. My favorite place is my home club. So, thank you guys. Matt Lewis, follow you at... The Fun Matt Lewis. All right. Thank you very much. Yes. Like and subscribe.